0: We've been talking a little bit about mentorship on the show today. It's part of our daily poll, which you can find at Accessible Media on Twitter or Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook, where we're asking you, have you had a mentor in your professional life or just in your personal life? Well, when young people enter the working world, one of the most valuable resources they can access is support from a mentor. But just how impactful can that relationship be for an employee with a disability? Well, a new study presented last week explores that very subject and its impact on career development. Véronique Church-Duplessis is the Director of Research and Evaluation with Mentoring Canada, and it's here to tell you more about the study called Mapping the Mentoring Gap. Hey, good morning, Véronique. Thank you for making time for us today.
1: Good morning, Dan. Thank you for having me.
0: So tell me a bit about the role and tasks that a mentor takes on.
1: Oh, really, a mentor can do anything. Uh, that's what's wonderful about uh, being a mentor is that you're really there to be present um, for for a young person or for an older person, really. And um, you provide emotional support, you can provide tactical support in terms of developing skills, mm. um, you can provide guidance, and you're really there to listen and help a person set goals and and then do what you can to help them reach uh, those goals.
0: As we've been talking on the show today about mentors in our lives who've played a meaningful role, a lot of it has been informal. It's people that we just happen to meet who maybe take us under our wing. How common is it for a Canadian employer to integrate a mentor-mentee concept as almost a policy from an HR perspective?
1: It is becoming more common because I think employers are realizing that to have... Um, positive work climates and cultures, and to really help your employees achieve their potential, you need to do more than just attend to skills development. You need to attend to the whole person. Uh, you need to understand more about who they are, um, what their goals are, and what you can do to to support them. And you need to also look at providing social and emotional support. Um, so it is becoming more common, and um, but it is still not that common. There are some some smaller uh, businesses or enterprises that sometimes struggle a little bit more with Mm. implementing programs.
0: Let's circle back to the premise that I laid out in the intro, in the way, in the positive benefits and how that can impact a person with a disability. What are some of the positive impacts that young people with disabilities may get from a mentor?
1: So what we see is that, um, Each mentoring relationship is unique. So we see a lot of young people who tell us that their mentors help them develop essential skills or job-related skills, or if they're studying, they help them develop um, academic skills. But we also see that mentors help them build bridges and connections, so they open doors and uh, open young people's eyes to opportunities and things that uh, they might not have considered before. But they also help in areas that we might underestimate, such as building confidence in um, your own skills and your own abilities, in um, increasing your self-esteem, um, in increasing your hope and optimism. So um, really, it's it's quite holistic in terms of what a mentor can do for a young person and a young person with a disability. Um, and overall, we tend to see very clearly that if a young person has had Um, a mentor, they tend to do better overall than Mm. um, their peers who have not had mentors.
0: In your research and in this study, has there been a gap identified in regards to young people with disabilities getting access to a mentor?
1: So in terms of access to one mentor, not quite. But what I think is an important thing to consider is, is that one mentor might not be able to support you Um, And and answer all of your needs throughout your life. And that we all need multiple mentors um, along our journeys. And what we found for youth who experience disabilities is that they're more likely to say that um, they can think about a time when they wanted a mentor but did not. Uh, did not have access uh, to, to that mentor. So in, instead of thinking about, okay, well, a young person has had one mentor and therefore they're set for life, it's more important to think about, do they have the right mentors at the right times um, along their journeys? And unfortunately we found that um, youth with disabilities reported higher rates of not having had that person for them when they wanted them.
0: Hmm. What does the research suggest we can do to start closing that gap? I know before I was asking you about sort of the formalization of mentor-mentee processes and relationships, but what can we do to start closing this gap and giving more young people access to the mentor, who they need, when they need them?
1: Right, and programs, mentoring programs are great and they're important, but they're not the the whole solution, right? I think that more importantly, each of us individually have um, a role to play and we can all adopt a mentoring mindset in our interactions with youth with disabilities on a day-to-day basis and get to know them, get to know their goals. Um, If they're not sure about what their goals are, help them set goals and then do what we can to help them achieve those goals. And, you know, we don't have to be superheroes and have um, all of the answers, but rather it's um, about building those bridges to people who might, or services who might be able to help them achieve those goals if it's beyond our own capabilities. So it's and natural and informal mentors that are the most common types of mentors that any young person in Canada um, have, but uh, we can still, there's still room for improvement if we're deliberate in adopting a mentoring mindset in our day-to-day interactions with uh, youth with disabilities.
0: Véronique, we've got about two minutes left here on the clock. I'm curious if there's been someone in your life who you can reflect on who's been a great mentor for you, who's helped you get where you're at.
1: Yes, um, you know, my master's supervisor really comes to mind. I was a a first-generation university student, and um, I think that's a common story for anybody who's had a mentor. Um, That person made me feel like I belong. Um, That's such an undervalued and important foundational aspect of anybody's success, feeling that you belong in your job, in your career, in your education, in any in institution that might not be necessarily welcoming um, for you. And, um, yeah, my master's supervisor really um, set the stage for me to continue with my my graduate studies. Mm. And I wouldn't be here without um, what she did for me. Yeah. Um, Back then.
0: It's really lovely when people can bring us under their wings like that and help us uh, get onto that path as we're experiencing something uh, brand new. Uh, Veronique, I know there's a lot of really interesting data within this study that we're just sort of scratching at right here. Where can our audience find the study or get access to it?
1: So you can go to mentoringcanada.ca and uh, you can find the study uh, there. There's a news article on our site uh, that links directly to it. Uh, there's a lot of rich information in there, as you mentioned.
0: Absolutely. Well, Veronique, we really thank you for the work that you and your colleagues are doing on this issue. And thank you for taking some time to uh, make us a little bit smarter this morning.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dan. Have a great day.
0: Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV. <laughs>